to the Horror's Edge podcast. My name's Phil. And I'm Stacy. And this is a podcast devoted to reviewing and breaking down horror movies, both new and old, good and downright fucking terrible. With me, somebody who loves horror movies and always has. And me, who was forced into this. <laughs> when Stacy said I do, she didn't quite realize that what she was really saying is I do. Agree to watch scary and spooky shit with you. And we're still a relatively new podcast. And with that being said, if you enjoy the podcast, please make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends to help us grow. Reviews are truly the best way to help our small podcast grow and introduce new viewers. Uh, and sharing will do that as well, so it's all very, very much appreciated. We're on Facebook at Horror's Edge and Instagram and uh, Twitter as well at The Horror's Edge. Uh, Instagram is our most commonly used uh, social media and preferred. The direct messages are always open for discussion, so if you loved a review, you hated a review, you have a completely different opinion or the same one, but you just want to discuss it, hit us up. We're always open for that discussion. We love talking about it. Yes, it's been very enjoyable to get to know kind of um, people people throughout this community and chatting with them through instant message. Uh, So far, it's been positive, but I'm sure there'll be negatives coming through. Um, (laughs) This movie may help with that. (laughs) (laughs) But I really do appreciate taking the time to, you know, give us a shout out or or like our stuff. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And today we are going to be discussing the 2018 masterpiece, The Velocipaster. (laughs) So I chose this movie because um, as I was doing the last uh, podcast uh, for Silent Hill, I was saying to Stacy at the end of it, we are giving out way too many sevens and aboves. Yes. We've been doing nothing but reviewing great horror movies. I got a good one for the next one. It's funny because I remember (laughs) seeing this like in the Netflix recommendations like way back before we started this podcast. And we both looked at each other and we said, that is a shitty looking movie. This was actually on Netflix? Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't I'm know if they stooped positive. that low. I don't think that it was. I remember seeing on Facebook uh, a movie poster for the Velocipaster, and I said, that is the dumbest fucking idea for a movie that I've ever seen. On it, it's it, got the pastor, the Velociraptor, some ninjas, and it says, the man of the claw. And I was like, that is just fucking horrible. I'm almost positive that it was either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. It was definitely on a okay. streaming service. Because I couldn't believe it. We watched it on YouTube. I, I saw it probably a year or two ago on YouTube. Once I saw the poster, I said, that looks fucking terrible. I need to see it. <laughs> I, I'm going to look it up and see if so I can. I went on IMDb, and the plot synopsis for it is just, it, it, it's in a game of its own. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime, period. And ninjas, period. (laughs) It's the best plot synopsis ever. (laughs) Uh, Somehow this movie found a way to get itself an IMDb rating of 5 out of 10, and that is because people love those uh, schlacky type of B-horror movies. As I'm scrolling through uh, the IMDb page, the... uh, recommended movies based off of this is going to be Lamageddon, Killer Sofa, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, <laughs> Ouija Shark, oh my, Zombie Beavers, and Where There's Smoke, which so looks like a legit I just movie. looked it up and it was on Amazon Prime. Okay. That, that makes more sense than Netflix. Amazon yes. has a lot of B-type horror movies. And I just knew I remember scrolling through and seeing it on the screen thinking, who would watch this? And here we are. Me. Me is who would watch this. This, this is the type of stuff that I used to love. Like, this is the sci-fi movie movie. Yes. Now, before sharknado changed things when sharknado came out it is a b horror movie but it was made with such commercial type of appeal to it it was made to be the b horror movie that everybody saw and it it very much succeeded and and it changed how people look at b horror movies now to where if you look at a movie like velocipastor it just feels different than i feel like you almost need like two different looks at this movie 
I'm not going to lie. When I review the my breakdown of what I thought of this, I have two completely different scores. Yes. Uh, one is one to ten. What is this actual movie rate? And one to ten. What is this as a B horror movie? Because B horror movies are not made to be cinematic experiences. Yes. Like you sit down, you're expecting Forrest Gump, and the drama builds, and it takes itself super seriously. So. Yeah you need to look at it from a different light in that perspective i know what your score is and i don't think you've ever actually watched a b-horror movie yeah you had me watch some movie with a crocodile <laughs> like placid three yes <laughs> i thought it was like Placid, but i wasn't sure yes like so, bad. <laughs> so because i had that as my reference i knew to not take this movie super serious but there is plot holes like you know well no matter how you look at it you're wasting an hour and ten of your life when you watch this this is not something that's going to win an oscar or what but but you also look at it and it was a great time we laughed our asses off through the whole movie it gave me a good laugh but like that wasn't their purpose yeah well no it was i think if they were so, completely serious we'll, making this movie. We'll get there when we get okay. to the uh, breakdown of the movie. And uh, before we do that, I want to say, go ahead and check this movie out on your own. If you enjoy this style of movie, if you hate B-horror movies, you're going to hate it. Don't watch it. it yeah. Because obviously you know for a fact that this isn't for you. If you enjoy those type of movies and silly, goofy, horror type stuff could be right up your alley uh we watched it on youtube how legit that is i don't know uh it used to be on amazon prime it's not there anymore on imdb it says that it's on something called freezy or freebie f-r-e-e-v-e-e freebie so i'm guessing that's one of those uh pluto type things where it's free and it just throws ads in there um Go check it out for yourself. See what you think of this movie. Uh, I'm all about watching stuff that's going to get a couple bucks to starting directors, and that's exactly what this thing is. So check it out before you get any further. We're going to break it. It also into... says it's on Peacock. Yeah. Well, there you go. If you got Peacock, that's so maybe that's one of the where cheapest... I saw it because I don't remember going on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it was a long time ago that I first brought this movie up. Either way, it's on Peacock. Gotcha. It's now a five-year-old movie, which is pretty crazy. So breaking into some of the trivia for this movie, like I always like to do, I go on IMDb and uh, talk about some of the stuff that I found in there. Keep in mind, some of this stuff does contain spoilers. So if you have not seen this movie and you want to, go check it out. This is a film in a feature-length adaptation of a 2010 Grindhouse trailer by the same director, which was made into a film school project and went viral. So this film started out as a trailer that was just meant to make some people laugh people were commenting on it saying i need to see that and then it ended up turning into a film school project so they never intended to make money on this they were just doing it while in school and it ended up blowing up so good for them so after filming and before developing the film was put in an oven and baked at 200 degrees fahrenheit for 10 minutes to achieve an aged look so it's pretty cool how the film school project guys hear about how people get that grindhouse type of look on their film and i thought you were making a joke no, I didn't realize you were completely serious about uh, how they put it in the oven. Oh, they, my they God. They put it in the oven and baked it. Uh, all these uh, starting out directors and all that, they hear about all these tricks that some of the big-time guys do to get whatever looks it is that they were doing, and they do it because it's cheap. Yeah, everybody should have an oven. Hmm. You'd think. Uh, I don't think that uh, Carol in this movie did, seeing how small her place was. <laughs> uh, so most of the scratches on this film were achieved by Brandon Steer uh, dragging the unprocessed film along surfaces in his bathroom. The only room in his apartment with no windows and therefore dark enough to not expose the raw film. The movie cost the creator someplace between thirty-five and 45000 No real idea on 
the exact amounts and there's also nothing about how much this movie is made uh with how widely known ish this movie is i'm guessing that they did decently well on this they might have made like two hundred thousand or so Uh, not broke even but four or five times their money oh wow that that's my guess just because if it's on something like peacock then they got decent enough views to i mean i don't know that's just what i looked up yeah so at 357 the opening credits include a lekia come home production this is a spoof of the 1943 feature film lassie comes home russian dog lakia was the first animal to orbit the earth in a soviet station during the flashback war sequence, which is fucking hilarious, uh, featuring Father Stewart, a quote on the shed behind him reads, The world is full of king and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. This is a quote from the Black Sabbath song, Heaven and Hell. As soon as I saw that, I knew exactly what it was. That's hilarious. <laughs> fucking Ronnie James Dio, baby. Uh... According to the DVD commentary by the writer slash director, which I'm surprised this is on DVD, I might actually have to buy this, the Velocipaster <laughs> costume used in the film has been in a basement for years. It has been made for a high school play, but the school's principal refused to let it be used because he believed it made the play too violent. I could see where it's in high school costume. <laughs> I can see where it's, see, I can see two different things. One thing I can see how this is a high school costume, and one thing I cannot see how anybody deemed that that thing was too violent. It's True. the most ridiculous True. fucking looking costume that I've like, ever seen. It looks like if we let our kids do a crafting project, and that's what they came up with. It, you know, so my son this year was a uh, one of those inflatable aliens, <laughs> yeah. and this very much looks like it could be an off-the-shelf Walmart inflatable raptor. Yes. <laughs> but very bad like not yes. even walmart quality this is the dollar store quality it's the wish quality yeah this is a wish <laughs> uh where am i here so police actually showed up to find out uh what was happening the day the movie's climatic fight was filmed though the scene was being shot in a relatively remote area of a park people passing by could still see the actors and the set and someone called the police to report the quote and i quote ninjas and somebody in a short fat dinosaur costume were running around the park <laughs> and it's good <laughs> could you imagine being a uh, police operator and getting that phone call in and actually having to call dispatch to go check it out <laughs> uh when frankie mermaid carol's pimp is screaming profanity at people on the street he was actually unaware that several of the passengers uh or excuse me passerbys were actually students who had just gotten out of class oh no <laughs> so he was screaming cusses and all this craziness Hopefully it wasn't and like some, an elementary and school some little kids were walking by and hearing him say this shit <laughs> oh man <laughs> actor fernando Pacaro de Castro, who played Carol's pimp, Frankie Mermaid, left at the chance to be in the movie. In fact, when director Brandon Steer offered him a part as the bad guy, he came up with the character's name and profession on his own. He even decided to shave the top of his head to make himself look partially bald to make himself look more creepy. He even then went out to purchase his own clothing for the role. That's dedication for a shit movie. Absolutely. (laughs) You're probably not getting paid for. Uh, during the director's commentary, it's revealed that production actually received a tax break from the film's commission of the state of Pennsylvania. Hell yeah, PA. But the actual amount of savings wasn't disclosed because nobody probably asked because this movie is not a real movie. So moving on to our actual reviews of this movie, the bread and butter of this. The way that we review movies is 1 through 10. 1 being dog shit, terrible, do not watch this movie, do not waste your time. 10 being this is a cinematic masterpiece that everybody needs to see, which this probably is. And 5 being a completely average movie. Something that when you watch, you're not going to be offended, you're not going to be writing home about. Where would you rate this movie? So... If I'm taking this movie completely serious and I'm looking at it as a horror horror film and I'm breaking it down and I'm reviewing it, I would give this an absolute one. The, The graphics, the plot, the story, just the overall movie, complete trash. But if I would rate this as a comedy... I would give it a much higher score, probably a six or a seven. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. I had a hard time kind of 
breaking the two apart because there were certain scenes where I just was dying and it was so hard for me to write about it because it was so over the top, which I get. That's a B horror movie. But if they're taking it serious, it's a one. Yeah. What would you rate it? I'm in a similar vein as you. If you take this movie seriously and think that you're sitting down for an actual horror movie, this is a two out of ten. Okay. Um, I can't quite give it a one because there is stuff that makes me laugh, whether it's uh, a movie trying to take itself seriously or not. It had good funny lines in here. That's and true. The, the character of Fr- Frankie Mermaid is the best fucking yes. character ever. I can't wait to break <laughs> I love him <laughs> down. Um, but the everything about this movie really is bad the characters are fucking awful minus frankie mermaid the production is terrible the lines are god awful the The transitions are fucking terrible yes i get that this isn't a super expensive movie the budget was probably not very much but if you're honestly trying to do even just a, a halfway decent horror movie the transitions and the props absolutely horrible it was laughable yeah i'm a big practical effects guy and the effects that this movie had were terrible like absolutely terrible the kill scenes were fucking awful there was parts where you could Um, actually see like the gloves that the person was using well and that's intentional i think but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, the kill scene. So in a lot of B-horror movies, the gore is cranked up to 11. And I love that about them because it doesn't take itself seriously and it's just balls-to-the-wall fucking mayhem craziness. And this had balls-to-the-wall crazy mayhem, but it was done very poorly. Yes. So even as a B-horror movie, I wouldn't give this a super high score. I would probably give it a, a 7 because this movie made me laugh throughout. Yeah. Now, there are two different sides to it. There's the first half of the movie, and then there's the second half of the movie. The first half of the movie is just gold. Ten. Ten out of ten for yeah. a B-horror movie. Second half starts to take itself a little bit more seriously, and they're trying to push the plot along in a semi-serious uh, pattern, which kind of sort of takes me out of what the first half of the movie was doing. The second... The, like the very last scene brings it back to what it was doing in the beginning but like i said i like my bihar movies to have some gore with them um i get it that they were probably they just didn't have the money to do it and yeah. i fully understand that uh that's definitely not cheap to have good practical effects but to have any practical effects would have been nice like this right. this movie showed that the costume of the velociraptor wanted to bite somebody and then the person gets up and there's not even a fake scratch on him or something like just a couple drops of blood on his shirt yeah and uh, i'm not looking for continuity things to make sense in this type of movie but i am looking for that i'd like the i mean i definitely struggled with with the movie if it was taking it completely serious i haven't seen a lot of b-horror obviously so i don't know what to expect so i didn't like it i I liked it for the fact of it gave me a laugh, but if I'm rating it strictly on horror, no, not at all. I'm looking on IMDb and it has some taglines for the movie. Man of the cloth. (laughs) (laughs) Evolution? Maybe. How long has it been since your last confession? Welcome to the Christus period. Alright, that's enough of this bullshit. So let's break down this movie scene by scene and some of the funny stuff that this movie did, some of the stuff that it did right, and some of the stuff that it just did terrible. So keep in mind, as if that was not enough spoilers for you, we are going to be fully spoiling this movie from here. Go check it out. So the movie opens up saying... Like, it does this a lot where it actually puts words on the screen for you to read, and it says, Rated X by an all-Christian jury. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. The the whole start of this movie is perfect. Yes. Like, fucking perfect. So the pastor is in the church, and he's doing his uh, congregation. 
uh, during church, and he's smiling the whole time. People are clapping for him. He finishes the service, and then he walks outside with a huge smile on his face. There's happy music playing. His mom and dad are out there, and he zooms out to show the car that uh, is next to him. And then their car explodes, but they can't afford the special effects, so it simply changes the screen to black, and it says, <laughs> vehicle explodes. <laughs> Insert SFX. <laughs> and then it goes back to his face, of uh, just like a face of sheer horror, and then it goes to pan back to the car, but they couldn't afford the car on fire. So it says, car on fire, <laughs> FX. <laughs> That I wrote down, we're in for such a treat. <laughs> oh, man. So now we have Father Stewart comforting uh, our young pastor here and telling him, your parents are dead. That's what parents do. They die on us. <laughs> they die. <laughs> As they're chugging church wine. He's got the fucking chalice in his hand from the altar. <laughs> and the father just keeps dumping more wine in for He's him. He's like, here, have some more. Uh, so the uh, the pastor is questioning his face. Uh, what's his name? Pastor Dave? Stewart. No, no, not Stewart. Doug. 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 Pastor Doug is uh, saying that he's questioning his faith. And then Father Stewart tells him, you know what you need to do? You need to travel. And... The priest costumes in this are just fucking god awful. Oh, it's a piece of white tape over the top where, oh, I can't think of the it's, name. It's, of it. it's like a ninja robe, but what they did is they took scissors and cut the top of the ninja robe to show that there was separation there, and then they took a piece of white fabric and halfway sewn it up. Yeah. They didn't even finish sewing the no. white part on. It looks terrible. <laughs> so every time that I see it, it gives me a little chuckle. I laugh a little bit. So from here. Uh, Father Stewart tells him to go travel, so he decides that he's going to go to China. And we know this because it now gives us some word art saying China. <laughs> and then Doug says, not China. Yeah. So we get the title card at this point. And let me take a step back before China. After the father talks to him, that's when we get the title card. Velocipastor. Pastor. And there's rock music playing. And Pastor Doug's driving a sweet-ass Chevelle. And he's just going from town to town to town to town. And apparently he drives all the fucking way to China. <laughs> so, I didn't even catch on to that now that you said that. You're right. He was in the car. He was driving and... to China. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even put two and two together until you just said that. Yep. So we get the title card before he ends up and it's China. And he's walking through the woods and he goes, China is east. <laughs> a map and he goes china is east <laughs> i'm telling you they have some of the best worst lines in yep. this movie so a woman is running through the woods and there's a ninja in the woods and it's a chinese woman and they show that she's chinese by giving her the big rice field hat <laughs> she's sprinting through the woods with this fucking thing <laughs> so some ninja shoots her with a bow and arrow and uh she falls down right next to pastor doug and she's he sees that in her hands there's a raptor claw, and he grabs it, and she dies saying Dragon Warrior. Like, she's talking in Chinese, but then she said Dragon Warrior in English. Doug literally asks her, as he sees this big arrow coming out of her, are you hurt? <laughs> <laughs> and he sees the ninja in the woods uh, who spooks him. So he, Pastor Doug goes to run away, and he cuts his hand and gets flashes, like a whole bunch of weird-ass flashes. And then he wakes up at home, and Father Doug's asking him, is that a recurring dream again? He's like, yeah, man, can't shake it. Father Doug is talk, or Pastor Doug's talking about how hungry he is, and then he runs outside, and he bumps into a bum, and the bum's asking him for some money. He says, no, man, I ain't got any money. And he keeps running, and he bumps into a hooker and then runs away. So the hooker is Carol. Carol's one of our lead uh, people in this movie, and she runs into the bum and hands him some money, and the bum goes out of his way to talk about how good of a person she is. Oh, you're an angel. You're an angel. You are the best. You're, you're literally a godsend to us. <laughs> so the hooker, Carol, runs into her pimp, and <laughs> he goes, Carol, hello, and then just backhands the shit out of her. <laughs> what up? <laughs> so <laughs> the, the pimp talks to her. He's like, what's my name? She's like, Frankie Mermaid. If was that my name? 
Man, she's silent. She doesn't want to say anything. He's like, why is that my name, Carol? Because you're swimming in bitches. Because I'm swimming in bitches. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to use mermaid. that next time I see you and you, you call me on the cell phone. I'm going to say, I'm swimming in bitches. What's my name? <laughs> Stacy Mermaid. Why do they call me that? Because I'm swimming in bitches. <laughs> oh, that fucking Frankie Mermaid is the best in this movie. He, he is such a funny, enjoyable character. Yes. I really, really enjoy him. So as he's talking to her, he, he looks over and he sees another hooker on the other end of the street. He yells at her. <laughs> If you shove dicks in your mouth like you do sandwiches, I'd be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> he is the best pimp. Uh, his lines are great. And there's not much of them, but for what he's in here, he's very good. Yes. So Pastor's dog is in the woods at night in pain. Like, he's just walking around the woods. It's he the sounds the like night. he's pooping. Yeah. And he gives a scream and his eyes change yellow. Now, Carol's in the park that night because uh frankie mermaid was telling him all the fucking dudes around the park looking to get laid <laughs> <laughs> so she's in the uh park at night and a man holds a gun to her head uh give me your money huh? i don't have any money and then all of a sudden a fucking velociraptor jumps out of the woods and attacks him and it shows the worst looking fucking dinosaur costume that you've ever seen yes and this is exactly what i was talking about before i thought that the dude died like he was it was it was like doing cutscenes of the Velociraptor or Velocipastor attacking this dude and him just screaming in agony on the ground and sound it didn't show up but sounds of flesh tearing and stuff and then all of a sudden the guy just stands up like a couple drops of blood on his shirt <laughs> no scratches no nothing and then it ends up showing that he rips this man apart so uh Pastor Doug wakes up in bed naked, and Carol walks in. So. This, I think, was one of my favorite scenes, just for the mere fact of the, the dialogue. Yeah, this is where the movie started to turn for me. <laughs> so I can very much see how we have different opinions on this one. So he says, oh, hello, my child. And he Which, starts to, like, he's in full pastor get up stuff. I know, he's butt-ass naked in this weird chick's bed. And hello, my child of God. And she says, last night was amazing. And he's freaked the fuck out because obviously he's a pastor. He gave up the, uh, what the hell did they call it? Chastity. Yeah, they they swore that they would keep their virginity and all this other yeah stuff. So uh, he's freaked out and said, "Hey, what happened? It can never happen again." And Carol's explaining, "What the hell do you think happened?" <laughs> no, before she does that, he, she kind of hints, like, "Yeah, it was good last night." Yeah, and he goes, "Why was it weird?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah? it was weird." <laughs> so he's like, he "Oh, was it your out. first time too?" <laughs> I yeah. Know. That was yeah, my, it was. That was like, my favorite oh, line. What do you think happened last night? What do you think happened? You turned into a dinosaur and killed somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. The, the fact that he thinks it was her first time when we blatantly know she's a hooker yeah. gave me the best. And at this point... uh when he found out that he was turned, he actually did turn into a dinosaur. He thought that this was a dream. And, uh, he ate a dude. They keep zooming in whenever it goes to Pastor Doug. They're zooming in on his face slowly, and then they'll pan to another camera that's on Carol, and they go back to Doug, and they forgot that they were supposed to zoom out. So they zoom out real quick before he gets his lines, and they start zooming in again slowly. <laughs> I like that he is more freaked out that he was a dinosaur and he's mad at her for being a hooker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's Pastor Doug. So they go and he doesn't truly believe her, so they go to find the body. And she he's like, do, do you have something for me to wear? So and they are walking through the woods and it shows Carol and she walks off screen and then Doug is wearing like this uh short ass bright orange dress that barely covers his balls. <laughs> <laughs> so they're walking through the middle of the woods and she pushes some leaves aside and he sees the body and he freaks out and he runs away. Um 
first she explains that she's a hooker and Doug loses his fucking shit that she's a hooker. He's like, you need to repent. You need to feel sorry. You need to go to confession. And uh, just when like 15 minutes ago, he thought he slept with her. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, well, this is great. You can turn into a velociraptor and kill bad people. You can kill drug dealers, murderers. You can rid the world of evil. Just you. And he's like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't kill people. I got to go to confession. So he sprints in this damn cut-off, ball-hugging dress and goes to church uh, to do confessions for but people. But somehow he gets his robe on before he gets there. Yeah. So he shows up to church, and uh, the father is outside. Father Stewart. Stewart is outside. He's like, oh, you're late. He's like, oh, sorry, I had some stuff going on. He goes in, goes into the confession booth, and it's fucking Frankie Mermaid in there. <laughs> Frankie Mermaid's on the other side of the confession booth. And uh, Pastor Doug's like, so how long has it been since your last confession? He pulls out a joint, lights it up, starts taking a puff. And he's like, oh, shit, it's been years since I've been in this motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, go ahead and tell me what your sins are, child. And he's he like, says, well, you can't smoke in here. And Frankie says, my life is on fire. I can smoke anywhere I he want. He says, I can smoke anywhere I want, because Frankie Mermaid's life is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so you want to know my sins? Let's see. The other day, I stole some candy from a baby. And, of course, I had to kill the baby because I didn't want it snitching on me. Uh, let's see here. I murdered dozens of people. I pimp women. I do drugs. I blew up. Uh, I even killed uh, these people out right outside this church, actually. I blew up a car. Funny thing, there's this father outside crying like it was his parents or something. He was being a little bitch. <laughs> Frankie Mermaid's fucking awesome. So, Pastor Doug, uh, his arms turn into Velociraptor arms, and he reaches through the confession booth and slits his throat with the raptor claw. And... Uh, we get this annoying one minute scream of frankie mermaid like he, he obviously got killed and it, it, instead of just doing like a quick scream it's like one minute of him bleeding out and screaming <laughs> it was a little bit over the top so uh Doug shows doug shows back up to carol's house and full priest get up uh like he still got <laughs> fucking the whole get the up white, on the white uh yeah fabric he's got the rosary Rope. beads and everything thing he tells her that he's in but he wants to know what the rules are because she knows because yeah. she's a hooker i wrote he's asking a hooker if he can still be a priest <laughs> while killing people <laughs> and i think that's where the movie turned <laughs> he's like so we're gonna need we're gonna help people right and she's yeah <laughs> he's, she's like i don't know much about god he's like i don't know much about dinosaurs <laughs> He mentioned he killed Frankie and Mermaid, and then she hugs him. Uh, and it, high he's five. Like, they only hurt bad people, right? And she's like, only the worst. And they high five. <laughs> it's like a montage high fives. Then we get into a montage, like an 80s montage of them being best friends and him working out and being a raptor and killing bad folk and studying dinosaurs. <laughs> he has books on dinosaur history that he's studying. It says all about dinosaurs. <laughs> he's got that. And he's got a book called Crimes 2. <laughs> what was Crimes 1? <laughs> Apparently he already got through it because the montage already passed. So we're at a park where uh, there are ninjas. I like that you said in the trivia, <clears throat> excuse me, that they talked about doing this in a park. I literally said it looks like they're doing karate in their backyard. Yep. So they're in the middle of like some, just a community park. And uh, ninjas have this meeting set up and they're asking why the money flow is stopping. And they're talking about the dragon warrior killing bad guys. And they're like, yeah, well, we'll take care of the dragon warrior. Ha 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 ha. The worst laugh that you've ever heard. So they're practicing different bad guy laughs. So one of them's clearly like an ancient ninja who's been doing it for years. The other guy is young, and he looks like he just started being a bad guy, and he's practicing his bad guy laugh. He does four or five different (laughs) sounds of bad guy laughs during this. (laughs) (laughs) 
So <laughs> we're back to Pastor Doug, and he's studying dinosaurs and All prime the books. viewers are going to hear is just us laughing. Yeah, yeah. So Pastor Doug's back. He's studying dinosaurs and crime books, and Father Stewart walks in. So he quickly grabs a, uh, <laughs> a, Bible, a Bible and puts it over the... <laughs> <laughs> the dinosaur book that he's reading <laughs> and uh he's like i'm i'm worried about you uh and then uh pastor doug explains everything that's going on he's like you need an exorcism <laughs> as they're drinking more wine out of the chalices <laughs> yeah and uh doug says that he's on a mission from god himself he's like god wouldn't support death and he's like you don't know what god wants <laughs> <laughs> Doug has a flashback of his parents oh because he's like, what would your parents think of this? And he has a flashback of the parents and it's them just laughing at the dinner table for like three minutes straight, back and forth laughing. Like, he laughs, dad laughs, mom laughs, he laughs, dad laughs, mom laughs. And then uh, his parents, the then they go, well, they're at first they're at the dinner table no, and, then, and then they're in the car laughing yeah. and they pull up to... The, this place and then they're like you know what you need to follow your heart whatever your heart tells you all right son go ahead and get on out and we'll pick you up once you're done with church college no priest college priest college <laughs> as they're sitting it looks like they're in the middle of the sun because the entire car on the outside is blinding light like they're yeah, in heaven it looks like they're in heaven <laughs> oh uh, all right son we'll pick you up after priest college yeah, once priest college is done we'll it's get you a seminary school <laughs> so uh and they basically say that they're super proud of him father stewart takes doug to a dude doing an exorcism in a back room and father stewart says that he hasn't come here in years not since the war and then we get a flashback. Father Stewart in the war. Flashback. And they have costumes that it looks like you get at Walmart, like those $15 things that our son gets, where it has the, the crappy vest, like a off military green with black yes. splotches with a plastic grenade and a plastic walkie-talkie and a plastic helmet. So there's four dudes, clearly, like... Full-grown hair, full-grown facial hair, not military whatsoever, just walking around in these Walmart costumes in the middle of the woods. And uh, this guy named Ollie, who's supposed to be like the sergeant or something, is talking to Father Stewart, and he's like, what you fighting for? And he's like, oh, I got my girl back home, Adeline, young Adeline. He's like, oh, sweet Adeline. <laughs> he's like tell you what man when you get done with this where you go back home you have yourself four kids you know what you have 11 kids you spend 15 minutes with each of them each day if you, <laughs> you don't spend 15 time. minutes per kid when they get home i'm gonna be pissed because that's the the recommended amount of time he's like and you're gonna name one of them ollie, ollie. young ollie <laughs> the guy who made it through the whole war and never got shot and then he gets shot <laughs> <laughs> like like right after he stops <laughs> that hit flashes forward a little bit later in the war where father stewart is writing a thing down to uh ollie's parents and he goes war is war <laughs> <laughs> until it's not <laughs> and as he's writing this note you hear somebody go stewart Stewart and it's Adeline. She showed up in war and is running to him. <laughs> so they're in war and Adeline's running to him. And by the way, war is the woods of Pennsylvania. It's just some woods. <laughs> um, so she's running up to him and then right when she gets to him to give him a hug, she just fucking explodes into nothing. And one of the his uh one of his fellow war mates is like, I don't think that we can do anything for her now. She's far too gone. <laughs> There's She's, nothing but guts. <laughs> it's literally just blood all over. Yeah, you know, war's war. <laughs> so now the flashback's over, and Exorcist's still in his ceremony, and Doug goes, oh, I feel hungry, and he turns into the Velociraptor pastor, and he rips Father Stewart's eye out. This exorcist guy had me thinking he was a freaking um, magician. He walks in, yeah, black Chris nail Angel. polish. Yeah, I asked him, I said, is that Chris Angel? <laughs> black nail polish, black eyeliner, literally puts a cape on to start the exorcism. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a dude straight out of Steel Panther. <laughs> I know you don't know that band, but people who do, they they know that band. So anyway, Doug runs around the woods and ninjas spot him. And they go over 
their plan of how they're going to attack the Velocipaster. Like they break out a pad and pen clearly in front of the Velocipaster. The Velocipaster sees them and they're jotting down a plan. And then it zooms in on one of the ninjas who has his backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and they go into attack and we get these weird flashes. Like they're trying to do this transition uh, flashing scene of what happened. It doesn't work at all. And Carol walks in to Doug sleeping on the ground of her house just wrapped in newspaper. There's a bed right there right. that he could have slept in, but he chose to wrap himself in newspaper. <laughs> so uh, Doug and Carol have sex, and the camera's doing a lot of jumping and transition scenes, and they're trying to be super cinematic in this. And like, I think that this is where the movie's trying to take itself seriously, and holy shit, does it fall flat. I said it's like a bad acid trip. Yeah, it's just terrible. And the way that they're doing it, but I was proud that Doug got the... his you know, V card taken away. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's a cutie. So uh, they're doing the, the, the jump scenes and their scenes are getting faster and faster going up to the climatic scene. And the jump scenes are just showing previous parts of the movie. <laughs> like it flashes to ninjas in a park having tea and, <laughs> <laughs> and all this weird shit. Um, so they wake up to ninjas jumping into the window and Doug and Carol... Uh, hop out of the bed in their underwear and they do karate and knock them out but mid mid fight they kiss yeah they they give a smooch and one of the uh ninjas on the ground right before he dies like you don't even know what you're walking into man <laughs> and then he dies father stewart walked up uh to the park or waked up in the park he has an eye patch covering one of his eyes over his glasses and depending on the camera angle you can clearly see he still has his eye like very clearly they just threw an eye patch on this dude left it on loosely and you see his eye half yep. the time uh and the ninjas are explaining to him that the reason that they're doing all this bad shit is to drive people into the church they're they're from the church yeah <laughs> and they're giving people cocaine and uh all this other crazy shit so that way they get to their low point and then they look towards faith <laughs> they're building the church up by giving people coke <laughs> father stewart says that he's not on board and they give evil laughter and kill him so pastor doug is now a badass because he wakes up and throws a leather jacket on they go to fight the ninjas they show up in the park with fucking nunchucks <laughs> and then the ninjas show up and the young ninja up front who was always with the old guy he's like Sam. you don't even know who i am yet and he pulls off his mask. He's like, I'm your brother, Sam. I said, oh, what a twist. What a plot twist. They go back <laughs> to the flashbacks oh of uh, uh, that Pastor Doug had of his parents where they're laughing at the table. They're having a good time. And then the camera zooms out and Sam's just in the background with a sad face. <laughs> and then they're in the car where he's going off to pastor college. <laughs> and, and they said, his dad said, my, only, my kid. only son, my only son. And then you see Sam pop out of the trunk. <laughs> they zoom out after he gets out and Sam just pops up in the back with a sad face on. <laughs> Oh, it was perfect. My fun. only son, except for the one that's in the trunk. Yeah, we're not talking about him, fucking disgraceful <laughs> Sam. Piece of shit. So, uh, the world's worst uh, fight scene breaks out horribly choreographed. Like, they're trying to be funny, but it's not even funny. Carol uh, uses just her so shoes. Fucking bad. Yeah, but she kicks a whole bunch of ninjas' ass in the process. Uh, and then, like, out of nowhere, a, a master ninja comes out and uh goes to fight carol at the same time doug uses the fucking force to pull the sword out of the ground <laughs> like he pu puts his arm out and it shakes a little bit and then telekinetically the sword comes into his hand then he kills sam he stabs him and kills him but his blood is orange yeah his blood's orange so the ultimate ninja walks out of the tent and slices carol uh one down time the middle. Yeah, just very slowly walks up to her one slice and she's dead. right down the middle. She's, eh, she lays down. They, they think she's dead. Yeah, they think that she's dead. So the ninjas all watch on and Doug turns into a raptor. And it's the first time that we get a full look at the costume. Like Holy before, cow. it was always just zoomed in on either just his head or just his arms. This is the worst fucking costume that you've ever seen in your life. Because the head is in front of his face and it sticks out like two feet. But 
the actor's no head neck. pushes up yes. <laughs> on the neck. So his neck or his neck sits up a foot and a half above the velociraptor. And there's head. a huge hole like where his legs are, like where your private area is. It's just a gaping hole where the legs are. <laughs> I couldn't focus. It yeah, was terrible. It's, it's very, very bad. And you can tell why they didn't have it. But he's doing karate as a velociraptor, <laughs> fighting the ninjas. And then he uh, bites them, but it doesn't show anything. Just blood spurting on a white sheet, which isn't even there. So whenever he bites a ninja, you just see more blood <laughs> against a white sheet. That's no, not there. No, was tense. Yeah, but they're so far away from where oh, they are. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm just saying So there either was... blood through 50 feet to hit this... <laughs> every time so the main ninja shoots the raptor with a bow and we get a transition back uh in it's very rough two pictures switching back and forth the bad guy asked do you have any last words he's i only got six i think my hand is immune and his hands are still raptor claws and he just fucking rips his head off which is not his head it's terrible looking and it turns into a mannequin head instantly like they drop it and it's clearly like super super clearly a mannequin head and glued on eyebrows he goes let's check on carol and then he takes two steps of a jog and then they're in the hospital and he's waiting in the waiting room and then some dude dressed up he looks like the dude from always sunny (laughs) oh charlie Uh, no not charlie oh dennis dennis he looks exactly like dennis and he walks out in a nurse's outfit sits down next to him grabs a cigarette out of the ashtray puts it in his mouth lights it can't believe the recovery you made full recovery Blows the smoke in his face. She's fine. You can go in and go look at her now. And she goes in there and Carol tells him, I'm fine. You're fine? She whispers. Yeah, I'm fine. And then we get the (laughs) word art. She's fine. Like in big, bold, yellow letters. She's fine. Like I said, the ending, it picks up. So Carol (laughs) explains that the church won't stop doing what it's doing. What are we going to do? And uh, Pastor Doug says, well, I've given up my congregation with the church. So I guess that we're going to have to go worldwide. We'll go to China. We'll go to Korea. We'll go to other countries. They got the car. (laughs) And they got the car. So they hop in the car. And she's like, there's a billion dollar bounty on your head doug jones what are you going to do <laughs> what i do best and then he pulls her in and kisses her and rock music starts playing and then the credits roll <laughs> so what does he do best kiss her yeah smooching he's he's a smoocher now so uh that is velocipastor oh, and all what its a glory. and uh you know if you go in there with the right mindset like like you heard us, we were laughing throughout this whole review. So I can't say that this movie's not worth your time uh, by any means. I, I think that it's not a bad movie if you go in there with the right yeah. mindset. You, but you need to be able to go in there with that mindset. Yeah, you can't you, take it serious at all. Yeah. Uh, so who is this movie for? This movie is for somebody who can separate good movies from bad movies and still enjoy the bad of bad movies. Yeah. If you cannot do this, do not waste your time whatsoever watching this because you're going to hate it. You, you I, really I think will. this would be a fun kind of like date night movie. You have some popcorn. You're enjoying the fact that it's not at all a horror movie. Yeah. It's I, I don't understand the B-list, so I can't say it's a B-list movie because I've never really seen one other than that Lake yeah. Placid. And I only seen parts of it because I didn't really care. It's a good bro movie. If you have a couple people over and you're say, having some beers and yes. you're hanging out, you throw this movie on, everybody's going to be laughing at it and yes. having a good time. I think it's a good, like, if you have your friends over or, you know, like a hangout movie with some people. As long as your friends aren't fucking stuck-up snobs. <laughs> I don't think we have friends like that. We barely have any friends. <laughs> You're my friend, yeah. babe. So, uh, yeah, in short, watch this movie. It, it's funny. It has, I would really like to hear what other people think of it, this. It goes way too far into the, uh, like, completely just over-the-top styles that you can't take it seriously, and that makes it to where it's fun. There are movies that can't quite find that balance, and it makes it difficult to watch. If they would take some of the props that they were using and actually put just a tiny bit more thought into it, 
it would have worked so much better, but it took me out when you rip a guy's head off and in one second it's a mannequin head with yep. glued on like caterpillars. Yeah. It feels like like a scary movie, but just a no. shittier, shittier version of it. With scary movie, they made yeah. that movie knowing it's a comedy. Yeah, it's it's a supposed spoof. to be a spoof, supposed to yeah, be super true. funny. It's not like that, then. No, I but, like those scary movies. Yeah, I didn't know that you do. I, I, <laughs> I like a couple of them, but the, the jokes fall way too flat for That's me. my sense of humor, of though. It is. Like, those things hit you to a T. Now, one <laughs> movie that I'm looking forward to watching with you and seeing what your reaction is of it is a movie called Sleepaway Camp mm-hmm. because it's very much a traditional horror movie that takes itself seriously, but it also has so many scenes that don't. So it, it I'm looking forward to watching that one with you. And I like point. because I tried to get your review before we started this, and you're like, I'm not telling you. And I'm glad because it was well worth the wait. Yeah. This is a movie that I told you about probably two years ago, and you're like, that is the dumbest concept ever. I'm not watching that. And, and thankfully, here we are. I force you into watching these movies. And, <laughs> and it is forced. Yeah, Today, absolutely. it was forced. I mean, shit, we don't make a penny doing this podcast. No. <laughs> we pay money to do this podcast. So this is just us having fun and getting to talk about This, this uh, was a lot movies. of fun. I so. really hope other people watch this and – I feel like a lot of people are going to have the same viewpoints as us, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And I'd honestly like to hear if somebody actually loved this movie. So I know the vast majority of you have not seen this movie because obviously it's Velocipaster. But let me read that plot synopsis one more time just to convince <laughs> you that you need to see this yes. movie. Yes. Because you need to see this movie. And then let us know what you think. The man of the cloth. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime. (laughs) And ninjas. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm going to include that in our uh, Instagram po- and Facebook posts. And uh, yeah, check this movie out. Hit us up in the DMs. I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to think about this one. Uh, please give us a review on Spotify and Apple Music or, or wherever Anchor, you wherever you listen to it. I think that we're only on those three platforms for right now. Share this I with your friends. It's on Google. You... Okay. Uh, if you enjoy this, Share it with your friends. Help us uh, gain our viewership. The more people listen to this, the more uh, actual criticism we get or telling us what parts you love, what parts you don't love, the better we can make this for everybody. We're having a blast with it. We hope that you are too. Until next time, we're the Horror's Edge Podcast. We'll catch you next time.